what's the ROI grade on this MBA? Ooh, that's a hard question. I have to say. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Aspiring CMO Podcast, where every week it is my privilege to sit down with successful content creators, entrepreneurs, and marketers to find out how they got where they are and what marketing strategies we can learn from them to grow our businesses, brands, and most importantly, ourselves. Today's episode, I'm going to interview my best friend, Tan Lei, who is right now a marketing professional at a large company in Canada. Her journey started in Vietnam as a biotechnician and landed in a marketing job. So I'm going to pick her brain on how does it feel like to change your career from A to B completely. One day you just realize like it doesn't work. You have to do something else and you have to start again from zero. And what were the differences between Vietnamese education and Canadian education? And I'm going to ask her, was it really worth it to do an MBA in Canada, especially in the middle of lockdown? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And uh, make sure you leave a review before you finish the episode. That would help me out a lot. So, okay, let's get into the video. Your journey has been so inspiring for young people, especially if you want to make, make a big jump from like Vietnam to Canada. And uh, you did it all by yourself, by the way, with very minimal support. And I really admire for, for you to support that. Right now, would you like to introduce yourself, your current role, and how you got there? Oh, um, so at the moment, I'm a marketing coordinator for a constellation shop software company. It's got a, a collaborate of like 500 companies, and I work for one branch of it. Um, I landed this job after like six months trying to find, you know, an ideal job for me. And I really like this job so far. I moved to Canada two years ago, pursuing my MBA. And after that, um, this is the journey that I think is like starting another chapter of my life. That's fantastic. I, I saw all the journey from inception to where you are now. But I know that before you started MBA, there was a big, big change in your life. Can you share with us how you got into marketing in the first place? Oh, um, yeah, that's a long and I have to say that bizarre story. So I start in biotechnology. I used biotechnology. to be a technician. Yes, biotechnology. I love science. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a vet. So I study uh, biology. But at that time, being a doctor is like very competitive. So um, I think, okay, biotechnology is going to be a future of, you know, technology. So I just went there without any other thinking. But after four years studying, I kind of acknowledge one thing is that I want to interact with people. I want to do more like creative thing Why biotechnology is more researching. I don't say that it's bad, but it's just not suit with my personality. So at that time I was like, okay, what else can I do? Yeah. I took master for what is we call a lab science training so that a master degree for technician they provide business skill marketing skill for technician because sometimes they need a bridge between selling the product with creating the product so okay. these people are going to be the bridge and at that time i met my wonderful professor he's a marketer like he's a big marketer he worked at kodak and after i having his lecture i was like this is what I want to do. 
this is exactly what I want to do. I want to create things. I want to have being a strategist. I want to, you know, like promote not only myself, but the product of the company. And that's when I was like, okay, I want to do marketing. So right before I graduate from master, I immediately applied for marketing. Uh, marketing, like a new bachelor degree or did you? Um, at the time I applied for marketing in the life science company. Also oh, so, first job. Mm-hmm. Yes, my first job. Um, that's when um, my marketing journey will start because I have a background in biotechnology and I now I have skilled marketing after the degree. So technically in a company within only one year, I my career take off really fast. So just after I think one year from being a marketing executor to I become like associate marketing manager. Mm-hmm. And, but then I kind of realized like, oh, there's a lot of new things that I don't know. I think you also feel the same because you keep learning new things and you also introduce me to new things. So thanks for that, Annie. <laughs> but yeah, that, that because of that, I was like, okay, um, if I really want to do marketing specifically, then maybe I need to learn new things. So I moved to Canada, pursuing my MBA, and here I am. Wow. Okay. Uh, I love this uh, short summary, but it's so much to unpack. <laughs> like, but I want to comment on the when you said like, well, there's so much you don't know, and you don't know what you don't mm-hmm. know. Exactly. Uh, the same reason why I started the podcast. Like, I, I want to hear everybody's stories and uh, and see where people started and how they ended up with today. Um, but when you change career so big, like. Wait, was it scary for you or was it uh, like, you know what, this is what I need to do. Let's go. It's actually super scary because mm-hmm. imagine you spend like four years of your life pursuing something and then one day you just realize like it doesn't work. You have to do something else and you have to start again from zero. As mentioned, um, there's two uh, stage of my life that is like totally scared the uh, shoot out of me <laughs> it's you that. can swear it's fine it's my <laughs> I know is that uh yeah when I, I I started like marketing by myself like with only one degree that is like 30% of business and 70% of science so I'm still having the root of science but I'm doing technically new things like there's really no lab nothing you're just being promoted the product so that time even though as I know that I can do it, I still scare, like yeah. really, really scare. Like sometimes you don't know, okay, where you should start. Um, if your manager re- asks you to do something like, okay, manage social media, manage website. It was like, I know that something should be done, but where can I start? Like, where should I start? What will be the first step? Yeah. Right? Yes. Also know from like, as a friend of yours, you also Mm -hmm. took a lot of like online courses. Did you do that? Right. Was it for business or was it for marketing? At that time I have like in-person class, 30% of business and marketing and 70% is science. So they still teach like technician, the ability to do business. Okay. Like that, that masterclass. So yep. I have marketing skill. I think I want to think that and I because that way of bad thinking I was like yes let's just do it so even though I scare but because I like it so much mm-hmm. so I'm just like let's do it if you make mistake you're gonna know and you're gonna learn and you're gonna move on yeah love it 
love it. Let's just move on. <laughs> let's move. Uh, well, now let's move on to the part when you actually moved <laughs> from Vietnam to Canada, which is not a short distance at all. Um, I know it's more of a mental and emotional challenge rather than like professional. Do you think it was like now looking back, going to an MBA? Do you think it was beneficial for you? Um, personally, for me, I think it is. It is have an upside and also a downside. Um, I have to admit because my MBA is like to start of it was online, so I didn't make all the connection that I need. Okay. One thing I really admire about you and Matt is that you have a lot of networking, you have a lot of connection. That is something that I thought I can achieve in MBA, but I couldn't. Not but the, all. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. yeah. Part of it, I blame COVID. <laughs> Anything bad, I blame COVID. But part of it, because I also, uh, even though I want to be marketing, unlike you, I'm not like re ready to make, you know, like conversation with stranger or like, you know, just come to someone and ask like a bunch of questions and then create a connect. So a connection. So that is something I really love to learn from you. And I admire you for that. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's called stalking people on the internet. <laughs> and uh, not once did I uh, just approach someone saying like, yay, I know where you live. I know what exactly. you do. I know how many kids you have. And they're like, what is going on? You know? Um, uh, but again, like if you have a podcast like this and somebody listens, then most likely they will take something out from it and they will know your journey. Oh, wow, that's a skill. Like, even if an impression is it bad or is good, assume an impression, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, so, Isaac, if, if he's ever listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> sorry. Kyle. I totally stumped the boot out of him. Yeah. But, okay, so now that we talk about MBA, mm -hmm. let's talk about the actual lectures and, and like your impression of the education. What well, how do you compare it to, first of all, to a Vietnamese university? Because you've been to both, like Western, Eastern, uni. And do you think the price is worth it? Was the ROI great on this MBA? Oh, that's a hard question, I have to say. Like, again, pros and cons for both. Vietnam education is technically you sit down, you jot down all the things you learn from the, the lecture. And then you just get out of class. Like there will be mostly no interaction whatsoever. Oh, okay. um, like because I study in science school. It's unlike RMIT you study. International school may be different. I don't know. I will not pretend like no. But in uh, MBA is very different. Like you have tons of assignment, like small, small, small assignment. Every lecture will have like question for you to really think about what you have learned on that day. Or maybe because I, because I study in different language. So the mindset is also different, but I like my MBA. I have to say the price is high. Mm -hmm. It actually cut my heart when I heard about like how much it costs. Oh no. Yeah. I know and 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 you know like even the school is a business school so they really know how to do business right, for, right. yeah from international student um but the RI is good and uh, an MBA degree in Canada or like in a North American country you actually can raise your base salary uh 20 or like 30 percent 
more than okay. like new grads. Um, for example, uh, the MBA may cost you like a hundred thousand, but you can actually make that money back within a year or even less if you got a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, thinking that you spent like six months applying for a job, that's pretty normal. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty normal in, in, in Canada. I don't know, like, there's a lot of people also saying, like, oh, it's so easy to, like, apply for a job in Vietnam. I can just, like, throw my resume out there and I can really get a job. It's not the case in Canada. Yep. Yep. But, like... Um, I mean, the number of companies are less probably, right? Yeah. But uh, I think it depends because a person like you, Annie, I think it's gonna be like really easy for you in a way because you have like a lot of skill that needed in the in, in Canada right now. You have immense experience as a freelancer. Nice. Um, yeah. And um, and you also know how to use technology. Like you upgrade yourself with the speed of development of technology. So Thank that you. is something that is something that really needed. Thank you. You know, I, I really wanted this podcast to to shine you more, but you are shining me back. I'm I'm, I'm so thankful. This is bestie energy right here. <laughs> but um, applying for a job is always like tricky, right? I mm-hmm. I also want to do an episode how I first applied for my first marketing job, and it was nerve wracking. It was it was horrible. <clears throat> but once I landed a job, everything seemed to be fine, and new problems started. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about SEO a little bit because we are both mm. in SEO. In MBA, was, did they talk about search engine optimization at all? No? I took like four courses in uh, marketing, um, more than more four, four courses, uh, and I specialize in marketing, but it's rarely any you know, course specifically in SEO. Usually in MBA, you're going to study like a survey of like strategy, uh, general how to combine all of the marketing strategy in ones. You maybe, maybe in the future when SEO is become more popular, then there will be a course in SEO. But for now, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. See, and uh, what do you see in your peers, like people who went to the same class as you? Like, where, are, where are they today? Many of them is like in finance. So my school is uh, specialized in finance. So most of my friend is like finance in consulting. So people go to MBA, want to be consultant. Consulting is a good job and right. good pay. High pressure, but high pay. And being a consultant, again, is like being a strategist. So you have to know most of many things, many different things. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I don't want to be a yeah. consultant, so... <laughs> going into the role though like I think in a, maybe a year or two it's pretty inevitable that it's gonna be time later consultant uh I'm just saying how do you enjoy your new job now as a marketing coordinator oh I loved it I love I love my company I love the job that I'm doing I like my manager I love my director I I actually have no complaint about it like even though I just started like five months but mm-hmm. I learned a lot the difference between like marketing B2B, marketing B2C, different in how to be a good leaders, good managers. Yeah. So loved it. I love how Can't you say anything. good leadership because uh, part of me that 
came up with the aspiring CMO is that not only am I passionate with marketing, but if I want to be a CMO one day, I will have to be a good leader. So would you share with me and us, like, how do you see the leadership around you and how, what can we learn from them? I think you also read a lot of my articles about the difference between a boss and a manager or like a leader, right? A boss means like they only give you work and then they force you to do it and maybe they blame you, they're not teaching you anything. My manager and my director is very different. They by themselves is a perfect or I can say like exquisite ex- ex- executor. Mm-hmm. Like they do their job really well and they keep mm, sharpening their skill. They never stop learning. They are the one who updates the new technology almost every day. They read about every article, they follow LinkedIn, they share their knowledge. Um, And then they teach us back. Like if we make a mistake or if they give us a test, they not just like, yeah, go do it. They will give us like, they will ask us, okay, do you have enough uh, resources for your job? Do you know what you need to be, it needs to be done? is there anything that I can help you with? And if you have questions, don't like shy to ask. Some people get really irritated when, you know, you gave someone a job and they come back to you with like, you know, a list of questions that they made. Like, Why don't you ask this one at the beginning? Um, why don't you like tell me uh, this before like, you know, like having a job? But the things like, as you say, we don't know what we don't know. The moment when yeah. you execute a job, you immediately feel out like, oh, there's this block. This is a block. How can I encounter? How can I, you know, go through it? How can we get through it? And the only one we can seek for help, maybe our manager, or at least they can point you to the right direction. So to yeah. me, that's a really good manager. That's cool. Okay, so back to connect with the MBA. So does all of your managers have MBA as well, master degree? Mm. I think so. Yeah, I think I think my director has it. Um, yeah, cool. She's an cool. MBA from India. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you see that? Do you think that all your leaders are proficient in all of aspect of digital marketing? Uh-huh. to answer this question, I would say yes and no. <clears throat> they we did talk about it in one of our like weekly meetings that some people, they, they know their strength, right? So some people are really good with, for example, sales. Uh, they don't need to be perfect in all of the aspects. But when you say digital marketing, there's a lot to come in digital marketing, exactly. right? Um, it's gotta like, they praise me for what I'm good at, for example, SEO, um, or like a supporting landing page website, but they know what I'm doing. like. They don't know the, the level that may be very deep inside, but they at least knowing that, okay, this is what she's doing. Is she doing like correct or not? We will not like, you know, just saying, oh, I'm doing that. And they just like, okay, you're doing whatever you want. Or they just like hand off it. No, they know what you're doing. They still like follow it. They just not, you know, interfere or they just not like putting their mindset on what you're doing. Okay. And yeah, so I think they know all the aspects. They just don't need that. There's a need for them. There's no need for them to know like very deep level. But 
they still know. Okay. Okay. Mm. So do you think that if you ever want to be a CMO one day, um, mm. you would have to experience maybe all of the aspect of marketing first and then go to a leadership role or how, how does it work? Mm. So to me, personally, to me, I think if I want to be a CMO, yes, I need to know like um, the, the broad term of like, what is the marketing and how can they fit into one pictures? That is a, what what need to be in a strategist. I need to think as an a strategist. Um, I might not again, like you. You're really good in SEO. You know much more than I do. Um, I might never reach a, a certain level like you, but at least I know what I need to know. And maybe not only SEO, but other like aspect of marketing. If I want to be similar, I need to know that. I need to know about business. CMO is not only about marketing. Exactly. See, yeah. And you also need to, as you say, be a leader. Being a CFO means that you run a whole company, you have many people under you. You need to know how to teach them, how to train them, how to be an efficient team, and how to manage almost like everything at the same time. <laughs> so management skills are needed. Um, but yeah, um, if I want to be a CFO, I don't think I just like keep digging down in one aspect but I need to know more than I know. Okay. How many years of experience do you think uh, someone would need to become a chief more, marketing officer? More than 50 years. 15? Yeah, one five. Oh. My manager, yeah, my manager at the moment, or even like the marketing specialist in my company at the moment, she has like eight years of experience. My director have been 10 years of experience. And my CMO, she has like 20 years of experience and 15 more years with the company that she's working at the moment. That's hardcore, you know, uh, employee loyalty right there. That's, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, so I know that uh, you are extremely ambitious and you're really punctual and precise. That's why you are one of my heroes. Um, and you just started being a coordinator and you are overseeing uh, pretty much the whole hierarchy of this huge company. But now my question is that since that you know what's kind of ahead of you, do you think that you would like to pursue this in the future? Like, like you want to climb these ladders or would you want to go by yourself at one point? Um, it's a bit of both. But, um, being employed in a, in a big company teach you a lot of lesson in like how to work with people and you can like see, observe how other people, you know, also like in a big network work together. Um, I would love to, of course, being a CMO one day because it's gonna require a lot more responsibility. And of course, who doesn't want to be a, like, you must have a goals in front of you. And even if I have a business by myself, maybe I can be a CMO in my own company, right? Oh, you so, will be more than a CMO <laughs> in your own company. So why that's, not? That's why the main not? point, right? That's yeah. right. But uh, climbing the ladder also requires a lot of like, skills. It's just not like day one or day two, and you just like jump from one level to another. Um, each of the level require different skill, and in order to achieve it, you also need to learn, you know, observe, and then like equip yourself with everything that you know. Sometimes, like they also don't know what they require, but you will, you can like your ability will show them. Okay, I can do more. I can do this. 
you can suggest that. Like how you do with market uh, with with the Toastmaster, any like that's why you become like a president of the club because oh, yeah. you we were both presidents of our club. Yeah, Just but you FYI. yourself, yeah, you yourself know. Okay, suggest more. We should do this. We should do that. That is like how strategists think, right? Mm-hmm. So you're already trying to equip yourself to be zero one day. You just yes. don't acknowledge it. Oh, no, I am. I made a whole podcast on just CMO stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is like, one. I, I just acknowledge it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you are much more advanced than I do at your age. I don't think so. Oh, age. Let's tap on that one a little bit. Oh, because, <laughs> Okay, so you and I always talk about, like, the age thing. Because, first of all, our parents are... Like Asian parents are pretty pushy to for us to achieve more and more and make more and mm-hmm. always more. And I know that in this generation too, that we are very impatient. In your story, when you decided to like, I change your career from like technician to become a marketer, which is, you know, it, you could also be a baker at this point, you know, like that's how much you've changed. And what well, what's your comment on like, age versus like career change and then the addictive concept of time when you want to grow is that concept of time in 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 that in that situation though like depends on people um i think i think like in many of our conversations we talked about this like some people like you um know like specifically what you know you want to achieve in front of you even though you said that you you don't see like what you want to be in the future, but I think like unconsciously you already draw okay what step do I need to do to achieve one thing. For me, it's very different. I have to say like for me at twenty four, I don't know what I will become. At twenty five, I'm still wondering like where will be my road. At that time, I'm still like wondering okay what career would be suitable for me. So there's a lot of people I think will be in the same situation as I am is that even at 30 they still you know like sitting in front of the window asking oh my god what will I become in the future what will I do tomorrow so um yeah it is the concept of time is different for different people um to me now it's getting clear killer and clearer because I try a lot of things and make a lot of errors and I was knowing that okay this is not for me and this is for me I love that Yes. Mm. Uh, so I think it's a very healthy way of thinking as well, because uh, people would think like, oh, by the time you're at 30, you should be doing this. Or you should be making this much, which is, again, like a part of me is like, okay, I'm, I'm getting pushed. Uh, I kind of like it. But at the same time, like, is it the healthy way to push? You know, uh, different people had different like click. You yeah. know, some people was like, you can achieve a hundred million dollar like by doing this job, then it clicked with them. Some people was like, no, I want to follow my passion. There's a click for them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as that's why you see like there's people at like 42, 45, or like 50, and they like startup, like doing startup. I was like, what? But that's what people want. Maybe one day when I was like, okay, I think I have enough. I want my own business. Um, me and Annie was like having like good networking right now. We know a lot of people. 
that's not a business. <laughs> who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? I love that. Um, but what would be an advice for most of our Toastmaster friends, for example? I think I mean we know that our Toastmaster community is full of uh, talented young yep. people. Well, what would your advice be for them? Like people in their early 20s, just getting out of college or high school even? I think the only advice I can give for them is that don't be afraid of the, the path in front of you. It's just take it. Don't think that you are like not good enough. Don't think like negative. Like don't have a negative thinking about yourself. Eventually your career will come. Maybe you cannot see clear right now. The path in front of you is in front of you. Like right. Don't look back. Just don't look down. So, so a path in front of you, meaning like start something or? Yeah, just start something. Just do something. Honestly saying, just try. Just there, try, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just like, that's what I meant. Like you think that there's like no road, no path in front of you. You think that you're stuck at one place. There is a path. Just need to like take the first step. Just yeah. like try. Maybe you think like, okay, uh, like me. Okay, you're done with biotechnology. You don't know what else you want to do. Just try marketing. Just try sell. I did try marketing. I, I tried like telesales. I even tried to do startup. That's fell. That's success. And and that's when I know, okay, what's 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 gonna be for me? You if you don't try, you don't like give yourself a chance to figure out, you know, what is for you, then you will never know. So might be afraid to take action. Like Annie, again, Love Annie it. is like, Annie is like the one that I like the most about this because you try a lot of things. No, I haven't done telesale and I don't want to. But you, but, but, but again, you already know what is not for you already at the beginning, but you in the marketing, you try SEO, you try digital, you do paid ad, you even try like doing podcasts, you try to be speakers, you try president, you almost try everything already. So yeah. there's so much why. more to try. This is yeah. why the the ACMO and my AI website mm. came to my mind. I so see. that um, I I mean, when I ran Facebook ads, it was before the iOS update, for example. I haven't mm. run ads since. When it comes to social, like I I think the most successful social project I had was the Hot Cold Milk, the Toastmaster oh. and the SEO Mastery Summit-ish. That was more like paid though. But my organic marketing, um, I haven't really done anything that is just my face. <laughs> yeah. <I see. laughs> no wonder why in the poster there's like your face. Well, Have on your face. Actually, it's not my full face, it's just it's, my eyes. Yeah. Because I was thinking um, as a child, I, people made fun of my eyes a lot because I was in a white country. I know it, it's weird, but people made fun of my eyes because I'm Asian. And uh, I'm so jealous of your eyes. Come on. Uh, I cannot stop like giving you compliment on like every time every time that you you you're just not being confident in yourself. I was like, no shit. You are like the perfect girl in front of my eyes. Like yeah, it's like you have a perfect eyes color. I don't know. And I I made myself clear, like, okay, I think it would be fun to heal myself in a little bit to yeah. if I ever start a press personal brand and put something on that people would always yep. want of 
plus, you know, it's a conversation with cool people and I'm very curious of, of everyone. So, mm. you know, I'm lucky. I can say that. You stalk people. Yes. I say, yeah, yeah. I should, yeah. that should be my motto, like professional stalker. Yeah. But be careful. Police can catch you with that. Or I joined the police, like, you know, <laughs> say from digital marketing exactly. to FBI agent, you know. Yeah, know. you can find anyone, every information about one person. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what we good at. <laughs> all right what about uh, let's talk about a little bit with money because i think money mm-hmm. is like pretty much in a between first of all it's in everything but also uh when it comes to marketing we always mm-hmm. want to create sales or leads which and obviously is to sales and you know as a business we always look at profitability but also as a personal development standpoint like how yep. does money um come to your decisions and all that stuff so first of all when you decided to take that huge investment at MBA and now that you say that the ROI is pretty okay mm-hmm. but still what would you advise for people who for instance don't have much they cannot afford to go to school and don't check MBA Honestly, yeah, I mean I don't think they even can, they can take a BA but you know they have the passion they have the they have the how to say energy to to do something like what, I anything I had to advise? say yeah sorry oh sorry to cut you off but um I had to say like it's not only about I take MBA I don't say that because I have money that I take MBA I just think that is um a shorter path and I can afford it but for people who can afford it and I know there's a lot of people like that I'm privileged in a way I know um but if again if you don't have money you have passion you want to learn there's a lot of like YouTube video. There's a small, small certificate that you can achieve. You can just like study maybe two or three days or you can talk to people. Yeah. Talking to people, discussing the idea, try. Um, there's also um, many, I think, intern position that maybe they unpaid. Like I actually did unpaid internship in order to learn. Um, if people are willing to do that, for sure they can learn more. Um, and it's always like have to sacrifice something. For example, I said that I can afford it because during like four or five years of my like working experience or like time of working, I have to save. I have to save in order to support this. I have to, you know, let my family know from very early that this is my dream. I'm trying to achieve it. I saved, I think I started saving when I was six years old. Uh, my mom six tried, years old? Yeah, my mom trying to take my, like, uh, lunar year, like, you know, like, uh, lucky money. Let me see. Yeah. I was like, nope, I keep it. I keep it, I invested. I invested, like, not, like, stocks or anything, but I invested, like, bank. I invested in, like, uh, if my dad, my mom have, like, business with their friend, I was like, yes, this is my money. I'm going to take, like, this much of percentage. <laughs> oh my god what an entrepreneur right here okay (laughs) I did not know that but that is something and um I if I give it to my mom I would ask her to like either like you know invest it in something and when she give it back and there would be like an interest in it so technically I loaned it to my mom so um yeah um half of my tuition was paid by myself that's that's incredible yeah so I, um, that is like, again, if you have a chance to, you know, like save money, you save. 
If you don't, then there's a lot of other way to just to learn. It's maybe just take a longer path. Okay. I, I don't think like for any. I don't think that she's gonna study anymore. But she's incredible. So, I mean, you know, I wanna be so rich someday that I can go back to university mm-hmm. and study something like extremely irrelevant to me <laughs> or history. Oh, or I know. I actually uh, also told that to like my partner Sean. Like, okay, we should make uh, enough money that we just like study without worrying about it. Um, but no, I don't look, I don't have any like negative feeling if somebody chooses to go to college. I, I, I myself went to college too, but it's not the only way to, to become successful. And I think that's, that's the core reason why I want to interview so many entrepreneurs here because people can see different paths so mm. that, for example, in your path, like I see that the major change from like biotech to marketing that's like a huge jump that even myself I don't know if I would dare to to make such a big jump for example if I want to go from today becoming from a marketer becoming like a vet tomorrow like I don't know if if I dare to to do something like that yeah and any final words any final words from you um I say like yeah this is I think this is a podcast that's like worth listening and he have a like, really good networking. And there's a lot of things that I think uh, anybody can learn is because it's real. It's in real life. It's from real people. It's actually what you might be the one who go through. And just believe in yourself. I love that. Believe in yourself. Okay, Tain. So before I let you go, any uh, contact info if they want to reach out to you? So uh, you can contact with me on my LinkedIn. It's just my name, Lin Yu Han. And I'll link it down or, in the show notes. Yeah. Or you can just, you know, like type my own email. Is that again, the you with Hankin Mihai at outlook.com. Uh, and, or just text Annie. She's technically like um, very close to me. Uh, she texts me, I immediately answer. So text her. Yeah. Thank you so much, time for your precious time because time is the most valuable asset we have. And I'm always thankful for all my guests. And for you, of course. Thanks for, for the dedicating me. time for this podcast. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. It's lovely to talk to you. Love you. All right. See you. Love you.